Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome back, JC. Missed you yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. We have a very, very important show to talk about today. We're going to be talking about uh, the stuff I promised yesterday I didn't get to was the Supreme Court and the Trump uh, White House saying that Trump may issue an executive order to control local police. And then I want to make sure that we get into this insurrection that is happening in America. And I use that word very deliberately, insurrection, not because I'm trying to classify something as it's not, but I'm actually using the words of the people who are organizing what is happening here. And we actually came across the foundation, well, one of the foundational documents of this. JC sent it to me. It's called Burn Down the American Plantation call for a revolutionary abolitionist movement. Now, that word revolutionary can have many different meanings, but make no mistake, their their, uh, notion of that word revolutionary is to overthrow the government. They actually use that, those words in the document and to cause insurrection. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I I saw it on uh, Blaze TV. You know, so give credit where credit is due. Beck, Glenn Beck did a, a bit of a overview of of the groups, and so that's I, I started digging a little deeper than uh, than what he shared, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Well, what I find, I I listened to a little bit of him this morning, so I don't I, I'm not going to make any you know real judgments or anything, but what he was talking about was. Uh, was sort of showing the um, idiocy of their statements, how they, he kept saying they keep harping on this kitchen thing. And, and I felt like after I read this foundational document, Burn Down the American Plantation, which is about 48 pages, that uh, mocking what these people are doing is not the, the perspective that I want to take here. That sort of discrediting no, is, what they're doing. No, it's, and that's actually he he talked about that on the on the expose last night. Yeah, was that you know remember when they had their little you know jazz hands convention? Don't use yeah, uh, uh-huh. don't use uh, gender language and right. you're you're violating me with your perfume and all that. And um, Glenn Beck was talking about how you know we made fun of them we right. mocked them and and he said even i you know even i i don't know what the word he used but basically made the mistake of uh, essentially taking them taking it lightly like we mm-hmm. made light of it uh and when one thing you pointed out today looking at the document was this was this was published 3 years ago so it's it's they're actually very serious and uh, and very well organized well, and not only that, JC, I've read this document. Mm-hmm. And like any manifesto, uh, and I'm not sure what Beck was reading when I was, was listening, but this document that creates their, you know, outlines the foundation of who they are written three years ago is built 
on many solid facts. Mm -hmm. Many things that you and I have talked about on this show about how the war on drugs and the criminal justice system is designed to keep people second-class citizens. Uh, I mean, and to, to make them sound like a bunch of of bumbling keystone cops or or circus clowns is really uh di- it, it, it's an injustice to to what they have here now i'm not saying they're justified in what they're doing and i'm not saying that the full document is complete but like any strong based movement there are seeds of real truth and history in here but you have to clearly understand this is pretense yes that that's the thing you cannot miss yes that's how you know what's going on there are a lot of people supporting right so people are looking at what happened with george floyd people are looking at lack of accountability in in uh, police departments Mm -hmm. people are looking at militarization Mm -hmm. excessive use of force um all sorts of things that that they're upset about racism and then they're standing in solidarity and support of of these groups black Mm -hmm. lives matter antifa um revolutionary abolitionist movement so the point is the elements that they point to are, you know, there, there's legitimate criticism mm-hmm. uh, that can be made about about these things that people all across the spectrum uh, are concerned about. But what we're missing, and, and, and missing is probably not the word because it's orchestrated mm-hmm. so that we miss it, so right. that the average person misses it. Um, but what's being missed or what's not understood are all of these problems that they point to are pretense. They're mm-hmm. they're use them as justification to build support. It is not their goal. So so the goals when when your average American citizen looks at these problems and they think, you know what, I think X, Y, and Z should be done, right? That's not the thought process of these groups. They don't think like average Americans. So your average American is is not looking at going, you know what? That guy shouldn't have done that to George Floyd, and he should be held accountable. So what I think we ought to do is completely overturn uh, Amer- the American system, overthrow the government, mm-hmm. uh, burn down America, destroy capitalism, and divide up personal property amongst you know communes. So my point that's in— not, That's yeah. not the average American's right. thought process, but that is what they advocate. So, but my point is, there are a lot of unsuspecting people who are joining this movement, yes. especially our young people, because uh, going through, like you said, this pretense, this pretense is nothing more than a Marxist takeover of America. It is an insurrection, it is a coup, it is an overthrow of our constitutional republic. But when you read this, and I'll put it up here so you can see it, um, burn down the American plantation. When you read this, if you've been taught 
in the American education system that we've been teaching since the 60s that Marxism is good, that communal living is the utopia that we need to look for, that uh, as, as we covered yesterday on the show, as Mitch McConnell said, that, that racism is inherent in the American DNA. Our public school systems are teaching this. So when you read this document, people who have been indoctrinated will easily fall prey to the legit to the argument of legitimacy of what is happening here because i'm going to tell you uh, as i read through like i said as i read through this document now i have gone through and i've highlighted some things i've highlighted the errors and the inconsistencies but in reality it's like i said it's how the criminal justice system uh, keeps people second-class citizens about how our education system is designed I mean they call out the same things that we do our education system is designed to keep us in, uh, impoverished and and is designed to keep us in in servitude it, it calls out George W. Bush for calling for the new world order it criticizes uh, Bill Clinton for his his push on the war on drugs which has kept uh our 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 uh, penal system completely flooded creating victimless crimes and funding government through unlawful searches and seizures and so when i said i don't think that we should mock them it's because these unsuspecting people who do not know history who do not know truth who do not know what marxism actually means to a people are easily uh entranced and ensnared by this message right and so um as we've said you know we talked about the dsa and bernie sanders and all mm -hmm. those those folks the supporters um we've said many many times they point to legitimate problems but two two things one they don't understand the source of those problems yes and two uh their solutions are vi uh, basically this is the solution violent overthrow uh of america and and here's the thing because and I hear, you know, if there's a lot of anarchists being thrown around, right? The term anarchist. So, and I know many people who describe themselves as anarchist. And what they talk about, what their, their view of that is what they call voluntarism, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. th this is a type of anarchy, voluntarism. We don't need the state telling us what to do and, you know, all this sort of interference, whatever. We, we get along and we'll do our thing. Uh, and, and it's you do your thing, I'll do my thing. It's fine, and we voluntarily, uh, you know, engage in uh, commerce and et cetera. Okay, these are not that type of anarchists. All right, mm -hmm. these are revolutionaries. These are revolutionary anarchists, and their view. So, so if you're, hey, I'm an anarchist, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna join up with these guys because they're anarchists, and they want to get rid of the state. Okay, they want to get rid of you too. So here, here's the thing. It's not just a matter of we're going to get rid of the state, say these revolutionary anarchists. You have to 100% accept every point that they expressed or you 
deserve to be annihilated. That is their and, view. And their view, as clear in this, is a is a immediate superficial judgment based on the color of your skin. Yeah. Even if you support everything that they say and you are white, you are to be eliminated. And mm-hmm. that is in this document. And they don't see that as racist because what they see that as, as restoration, right? You are paying for the sins of your fathers. And here's, here's what, uh, so it says, as revolutionary dreams evaporated, the century turned and poverty and despair became etched so deeply in, uh, into our existence that the lofty political dreams we aspired in the past became myths. It goes into a history of the Black Panther Party, the Black Liberation Army. Uh, here I said Nixon's counter-revolution transmoved smoothly into Reagan's and then to Clinton's, where such sheer barbarism, the cities, with such sheer barbarism that the cities have yet to clean their blood-stained streets. And then it, it goes on to attack, it says, the U.S.-led capitalist world system finally had complete hegemonic reign over the entire globe. Now, they love this word hegemonic, JC. It's everywhere. And I hegemonic, and I looked it up so I could give you the right definition, but hegemonic is a ruling or dominant, uh, ruling or dominant in a political or social context. Yeah, yeah. so the... the and and it's, it's Marxist language. This is right. a thing, like when, when you heard the snippet of Beck this morning and, and they kept using the the term kitchen in kitchen, weird ways kitchen, yeah. there was another part he read what he was reading were the demands the 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 seattle marxists the armed revolutionaries that have taken over six blocks in seattle mm-hmm. um in their demands and there was a portion of it he used the term like where they used the term mother we've joined with these people these people mothers uh blah 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 they speak a different language you have to know what they're saying. So when they said mother, that doesn't mean a woman who's had children. Right. Uh, that's the term house mother. It's a leader of a gay house uh, club gang. They're, they mm-hmm. they all live together in the house. They have uh, a title for the house named after the house mother like, like a gang, like mm-hmm. a family. That becomes their family. And in the, the thing you were... It was talking oh, about like was sorority the, or fraternity. Yeah. yeah. And and part of that document was talking about the elimination of the nuclear family, meaning normal families. Mm-hmm. And they called they called biological motherhood and fatherhood and childhood a fantasy. So right. the fact that a a, per, a child born to a parent, that's illegitimate. Mm-hmm. So they see that as slavery. Right. That you belong to that other human being by the nature of you being their child. So, I mean, it's it is it is absolute insanity. This is their thought process. So, but JC, this and again, comes the average from, person has no idea. Yeah. This is who they're uh, pledging their but solidarity. But you know, with. psychologically, where this comes from. This comes from the destruction of the family unit. It comes from people from from generations of young people being raised by. Uh, by people who are not their parents being raised by single parents and growing up angry at their situation because they say families fail. No, your family failed you. My family didn't fail me. 
And what this problem is, is that we have been breeding a society now, and that's what Bishop E.W. Jackson was talking about yesterday when I read his, his open letter, that the family unit has been under attack and is, re- is bringing the result of this, this anger and this resentment towards what is actually uh, nature, is is brought about because of the high uh, rate of abortion, because of the incentivizing in American society of single mother households. Most people don't realize. Even JC, when I was uh, when I was living in Louisiana in, ni- in the ni- early 1990s, uh, I we were in a townhome with another family, and they were a young man and a young woman. And they wanted to get married because they were about to have a child. And they discovered that it was actually cheaper for them to have a child out of wedlock, to stay living together, but then to not be married because then the single mother gets aid from the government and the father doesn't have to, uh, you know, doesn't really have to contribute much as long as he keeps contributing child support, which goes to the family unit anyway, which goes back to him. He's paying money into her for child support that's being filtered through the government so she can get government aid. And all the money is going to the family unit. So you're talking about fruit of the harvest. See, that is like that's a. That's stage one. That's that's what they recruit from. So mm-hmm. those seeds are sown to cause all of this disruption and chaos and poverty uh, and, and and dysfunctionalism. And then that's who they recruit. That mm-hmm. That's the seedbed mm-hmm. of all of this Marxism that they're sowing. Like, look at all these problems. The problem is because of 1619. Uh, and the solution is right. They made these they mm-hmm. they make these huge leaps is correlations and stuff right 1619 is the racism therefore the answer is marxism and so so they're right. able to recruit um out of these neighborhoods i mean how how do you how do you look at a place like seattle and you look at that crowd and thousands are pouring out um to participate in this so it's 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 that's a what you describe as the portion and then that crowd part of that crowd uh is then brainwashed and programmed mm-hmm. for decades and decades and decades through the education system through uh entertainment media social media and so we the whole system in america has been taken over by these subversives and they've been a breeding ground for for what we're now seeing mm-hmm. in the streets so let me let me read you from this it says what we need what we find the need to articulate here is the political situation in the United States while increasingly violent and volatile and rapidly developing its clear continuation of policies that have been acted since the civil war essentially the civil war never ended the struggle against chattel slavery from neighborhoods demolished by the war on drugs to the prison industrial apparatus and resistance to U.S. expansion across the continent is the same war being waged today in another form. He says the state in complicit... Now, this is where we we start targeting individuals, right? 
The state, in complicity with white supremacist organizations, has done everything in its capacity to ensure that the relations of slavery were entrenched in U.S. political, social, and economic life. They say the ascendance of Donald Trump to power is the natural outcome of the white supremacist state. It says... uh, Now listen to this language. As you get through, this is just the introduction. The language gets more and more violent. History will judge the decisions we make today. The targets of our ire have never been more clear. Our historical mission is clear. We must burn down the American plantation once and for all. Here's the Marxism when we get into the the first chapter is called the black struggle, JC. Marxism. The wage system of nor- of North Amer- of uh of the North. The wage system of the North clearly established its hegemonic position over its competitor after the Civil War. So what does that mean? The wage system. That means working for a pay. So what they, Marxism is, you don't work for a pay, right? You work for the good of the society, and you reap the benefits as a whole of society. It says, um... Yeah, no, their, their list calls for, I mean, it's, it's the Communist Manifesto, right, uh, in blackface, basically, mm-hmm. is what you have. And they call for the abolition Uh, of property and communal ownership of property. So slavery and criminality are wedded as one and the same, and the reign of white supremacist terror and bondage becomes the imperative. The spread of wage labor and capital in Europe and the Americas developed concurrent with slave labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a common lie that they propagate. Now, here's the thing that, that, that I told you about. Like, they're taking bits of history, and I want to read this to you. And they're attacking in this part of the first chapter the foundation of America. Mm-hmm. It says, The U.S. elite, cloaked with the language of liberty and freedom, established a political system overtly, shamelessly, for the wealthy and powerful, as John Jay stated, quote, those who owned the country ought to govern it, end quote. As if John Jay is saying that the white rich elite that own the country, that's what they're saying ownership means, ought to govern it. When John Jay was saying, we the people that are living on this continent ought to govern it rather than Great Britain, which does not live here, ought to govern it. See how they st- took that out of the context of a statement of John Jay, who was one of the first American abolitionists, strongly abolitionist founders, uh, that the American, that American society was built for the rich elite. Then they go into quoting that uh, Frederick Douglass's cogent prose to the provocative storytelling of Harriet Beecher Stowe. The assault of Har- Harper's Ferry and Harriet Tubman's armed Underground Railroad. Let's forget that the Underground Railroad was was started by white Quakers. By white Quakers. Just as we live with the myth that the Civil Rights Movement ended second-class citizenship, we have the myth 
that the Emancipation Proclamation ended slavery. Now listen to what they say about Lincoln. Uh, Just as militant struggle is erased today, the autonomous action of black rebels is ignored. And Lincoln is applauded for freeing people he never intended to free, didn't want to free, and in actuality did not free. Now, see, this is what I, I put a big arrow here. This is what happens when you hide truth from people. They're going to discover it. If we had been teaching what Lincoln actually said and who Lincoln actually was, instead of glorifying him for things that he did not do, then we wouldn't be able to use, that these people would not be able to use the revision of our history as a false narrative to entrap the people, the young people who have been lied to. Because they're showing them, they're telling them by giving them misquotes from John Jay that your history is revised, and then they actually use real language from Abraham Lincoln to show that the revision is there. Yeah, I want to be clear what what they're doing here. Why why do they why do they do this? Uh, Everything has to be like you have the sixteen nineteen project with New York Times. Everything has to be tied to. that point in history, uh, uh, you know, well, what, s- several hundred years ago now, uh, it all has to be tied back to that. Why? Because you can't go back in time and fix that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have an unfixable, unfixable problem uh, that they're putting forth. That causes you to be able to tie it to their solution, which actually has nothing to do with that i mean by necessity can't have anything to do with that because you can't go back in time and change that and so that's why you see these broad leaps of correlation as if everything is still the same as it was in 1619 or uh you know or 1800 and and then everybody gets sort of caught into the racial argument, the slavery argument, yeah, because you have you have to kind of admit uh, the the essence of that being true, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, slaves came in sixteen nineteen. Yeah, there was slavery, and you know all these things. Uh, then they embellish it, tur- distort it, turn it into something that's not. Then they jump to what is the solution, right? Because again, your average citizen recognizes okay, it's problems with our history, problems with our present. Um, and we're able to bring solutions and work through these things. And I think your average American believes, um, you know, we can solve them better together than being balkanized. But this is where I think the disconnect is. That's that's not their concern. Right. Okay. Again, all of this is pretense. Mm-hmm. When you when they really get to expressing themselves, it's attack on capitalism. It's attack on American freedoms. They they mock like they even mock Democrats when they say Democrats have betrayed us because uh, they they want things to be won in the marketplace of ideas. They mock the idea of free speech, mm-hmm. free speech. So there there is no debate to be had. Right. We as Americans, that's that's how you kind of see the world. We have differences. 
you know, let's talk it out. Let's get to the truth. At the end of the day, we can agree to disagree, but let's let's work through this thing to do the best for as many people as we can and and try to love our neighbor. I mean, that's kind of your American view. That's not their view. They they right. they believe that any discussion, debate, any questioning, they have laid out the truth, period. You submit to that. It's kind of like radical Islam, sub- submit or die. You submit to that or be eradicated. So they don't believe in American values like free speech, you know, any of this stuff. So Let it's me total read. Marxism. The solution yeah. is overthrow the West, overthrow Marxism. And it's very I want to I want to point out uh, uh, a, a part of a letter before we get done okay. with this topic today. Uh, it is very akin to ISIS and and that's what I was noticing dogma. when I was reading here. I was kept thinking, this sounds like jihad. This Absolutely. sounds like jihad. Vehemently anti-capitalist and pro-feminist, the Zapatista, Zapatistas made alliances with revolutionary groups abroad and established new revolutionary current, combining through the Spanish Revolution with local traditions. Uh, inspired by the Zapatistas, rebels around the world began espousing anti-state thought and, been, and besieged the meetings and conferences of the global elite. But new, new connections were born, but these movements, now listen to this, these movements never developed the capacity to overthrow national governments. Rather, they promoted ideas and actions that resonated across the world and demonstrated how anti-authoritarian decision-making could be functioned. They're distinguishing themselves from, from the, the, the connections devised from the Zapatistas saying they didn't create overthrowing uh, the capacity to overthrow government. We are. The, it, and they call themselves insurrectionary groups. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are self-professed insurrection. Let me read this one thing. You can read yours. The uprisings, this is still from the document, but I didn't print out the whole, all, the whole 48 pages. It says, the uprisings of the 1960s in Watts, Newark, and Detroit uh, to the Los Angeles riots and the recent insurrections in Ferguson and Baltimore. See, th- let's make sure that we understand what their gro- goal is. Their goal, as they say here, is to build up organizations capable, I'm reading this, build up organizations capable of seizing territory, overthrowing the state. And that's then that's where we are. And I don't know, just to give some context, surely everybody listening by now has heard that these armed insurrectionists have taken over territory. They have seized territory so you talk about i mean this is totally like the isis caliphate Mm -hmm. right they've seized territory and declared it separate from america in seattle well calling it free capitol hill and and i want i want you to uh go ahead look at i want to see i was just going to say this is this is this is governor this falls on the legislature of the state of washington and the governor of the governor here, the little arrows right there. There it is. The governor of Washington for allowing this to happen. The U.S. Constitution allows for the governor and the state or the state legislature to 
to request help from other states and to request help from the U.S. government in the case of insurrection. Notice uh, this. So this is the area. This is the zone they've seized. And the believe this or not, this is crazy. The conspirator, the co-conspirators in the media. I heard this today, a report. I think it was ABC. Called this a new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So the co-conspirators. So the mainstream media, just as we've yeah, been saying, are complicit in They this. are complicit. They called this a new neighborhood. Uh, you know, Washington Post, uh, like their big thing. And, and they're not even, they're not paying attention to this at all. Their big thing is um, making fun of, of Trump talking about Antifa and uh, and and they just play they play it down. How can you cover deny that Antifa? Because the S, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center has been all over me. He's been all over Trump for calling them an a a a, 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 a domestic terrorist group. How can you not call them at this point a domestic terrorist group? They define themselves. They define themselves as that insurrectionists look at, look at this. to overthrow Again, the government look at this from my from my instagram you page the wrong. um look at look at this there they are does that look i mean that i had to i had to check i thought this is a picture from the desert in iraq or so i thought this was isis and some and sort of picture some jihad it. It, but it's not this is this is here in America. This is what they are and they've been training training for this. So but that's the thing. So let me um You want to read something? Yeah, I do. Let me give you this though too. Um so you guys can find the, about this stuff. Uh it's going down.org is one site it's going down.org also revolutionary abolition.org and if you go if you're on twitter so i did this if you're on twitter uh you can follow all these people so they're communicating and organizing openly uh if you you search uh rev ab REV abolition you start typing that and you'll find a bunch of a bunch of these guys rev abolition and then DSA the DSA Democratic Socialists of America uh, you know Twitter will start suggesting all of these these follows and uh, and you'll see that but so they're very the whole methodology as you read through that book very much like the stuff we heard coming out of the ISIS mm-hmm. uh, messaging Right. Right. I mean, that it, that's when I was reading that that pamphlet, which I that's exactly yeah. what was coming to my mind. This is which this I suspect. Is jihad. The yeah. Jihad is what came to my mind. Yeah. Then I suspect people are going to start wondering, well, how much is the CIA involved with these guys? Right. Which who knows? But that's another another discussion. Um, but I was reading this this article. It was a letter. Senator Senator. Uh, Rayman Malik, he was a senator in Pakistan, and he's talking about how 
al-Qaeda and the terror, terrorist groups rose and the techniques they used and what they did and how they recruited and all the other stuff. And he, I mean, he draws all these parallels uh, with with these groups. In fact, he seems more informed about what's happening with, with these people than, than the average American and, of course, than the media. Uh, but he says in this one paragraph, my, my advice is to move fast against this group as we delayed our official actions against Taliban and we are still suffering till today. Move fast and block it before it turns out to be a new version of Al-Qaeda. So I want to ask JC if these people as your your little map here shows okay so if uh ig right if we were looking at this map and this were isis right if oh, this hell would be breaking if loose. if this were isis that had taken over a portion of the state of washington how would the American people be reacting? And what difference does it make the moniker and the flag that they carry yeah. if this is what's happening? I'm not convinced America would be reacting any differently, but, I, but your point is taken. Um, but, but that's where we are. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I guess you say it this way. Compare how we supposedly reacted when... ISIS was doing this in another country. Right, right. So you right, essentially right, have right. the same thing happen in our own country. I, I don't, but that, that seems like America today. And make no mistake, the fact that this is Washington State and not Texas is not by accident. You're talking about a people who have been systematically disarmed and unable to defend themselves, whether it be physically disarmed or mentally disarmed because they have been brainwashed into thinking that they don't need to carry guns and that someone will be there to protect them. Who is there to protect those people? Who is there to protect them? Who is coming to their defense? And could this territory have been seized in Texas? Could this territory have been seized in, in, in even rural Idaho? Could this territory have been seized on the eastern side of Washington state? Well, another comparison, interesting comparison, is to think about how the response happened to the people in the Mohawar, uh, however you say yeah. that, bird sanctuary. The bird sanctuary. So... A, a lot different, and, and yeah. Now so they the, went. The, all they did was go sit inside a sanctuary, and protest, and the federal troops were there like that. Brown, yeah. Cape Brown, brought those troops in in thirty seconds, yeah. and they and in 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 a day in a half a day they had uh, concrete barriers up around the hospital in the courthouse and the ca in in the in the courthouse there they had. Uh, Fences and Constantina wire everywhere and troops on the streets. Yeah. Why is it taking so long to deal with this? These people expelled the police. I mean, a city city. These are city offices in there. They they expelled everybody. Um, took over. 
That's it. And now, and, and the protesters at the bird sanctuary walked through the towns, and the people in the towns didn't fear from them. They engaged in commerce in the towns, and nobody bothered them. It was actually, I was there in Burns. Uh, it was actually the, the federal troops that invoked fear in the people, not well, the people who are protesting. These are not protesters, mind you. Well, again, to your. These are insurrectionists. Again, to your point of location, they have a lot of sympathizers. Uh, and there. That's why I said this so is not by accident. You know, they're able to gather them together and, you know, have have block parties and whatever. And then the media, the media is putting uh, putting, you know, old white sympathizers in front of the camera saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's so much better now with the police gone and these in these people here. Um, and again, that little old liberal white lady hasn't read their book. Mm-mm. She has no place. She has no place Mm -mm. in their new world. No. And when you see these, I don't know, I thought you pulled up something here. When you see these, the picture of these people here, right? How many of these people who are joining in on this have no place in the future? No. That they're engaging in their sit-in? Haven't read the book. They have not read the book. This is what I'm talking about. The unsuspecting people who are buying into this because the parents of America have allowed their children to be brainwashed for, fifth, for 60 years. 60 years we've allowed our children to be brainwashed into this Marxist ideology, into this, this hate based on color of skin so i don't i don't know where people are i mean i just i don't i don't understand how people think about this yeah armed marxist have seized territory in an american city armed marxist have seized territory in an american city well that is where we are armed marxists so where do we go from here well interestingly enough article 4 section 4 says uh, that the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government Marxism is not a republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. So, once again, following our Constitution is the solution. It's time for Congress to act. Well, but they can't act unless the state legislature or the governor, which the legislature there is the governor, legislature of the state of Washington, and the executive is the governor of the state of Washington, has to act, uh, has to ask for it. Yeah, I I don't think that I I don't think this administration is going to wait very long to to wait on the governor. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean what 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 happens when the governor what 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 happens when that state government are co-conspirators to the insurrection that that's kind of where we're at mm-hmm. so uh, and Trump 
Donald Trump said, well, then that's you covered, handle it or we're coming to handle that's it. That's where Article 1 comes in, where Article 1 says, uh, Section 8, that the uh, Congress can call forth the militia to defend against insurrection and invasion. And so when the legislature or the executive refuses, when they have become, and when you read the history of that section in the U.S. Constitution, they actually talk about uh, Article One, section or Article Four, Section Four. The discussion is what what happens when the executive or the legislature becomes part of the domestic violence. And then they referred back to Article One and said, "Okay, well then that's the case. Then the then Congress has to act and call forth to the defense of the people for a domestic insurrection." Revolution is here. These groups are in every city in America. They infest our colleges and university. They control the media. They have co-conspirators in elected position they have taken over local governments all around this nation so we're not waiting on revolution I I, I think this ought to be a wake up call uh, because they did much of this without firing a shot they did much of this without making any noise whatsoever This 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 is at the tail end of the train Mm-hmm. Now that they've taken over, all that they've taken over, now they've revealed themselves. Right. So we're we're way down the line on this. What what what's going to happen? And I do have to I do have to point this out one last time, right? Because what is the solution to this? Well, the solution is to send at this point is to send in the militia uh, to to protect these people, it is to create a standing army. And Noah Webster said that a standing army would never be necessary until the people were disarmed. These people were disarmed to such an extent that their their homes and their businesses were overthrown by a foreign ideology. If they had been armed. And trained in arms, this would have never happened. But now they are now taken captive by a foreign ideology. And now the only solution, everybody's like, what do you do? And and even said here, it's time for the federal government to send in troops. This is what our founders wanted to prevent. But our education system has destroyed American value systems. The Amer- our education system has destroyed the knowledge and virtue of liberty. To now we are, we're prey. We are actually prey to these foreign ideologies because they can pick off. They can pick places like this. They can isolate places like this where the people are disarmed. Well, people may not agree with this. Maybe you won't agree with this. I don't know, but uh, we're we're not fighting to keep America. We lost America. We're fighting to get it back. Yeah. This yeah. Th- th- this is a manifestation of that. I you mean, know, th- this right. ought to make if people we, realize. If we had been following the guideposts and the standards for our constitutional republic, we would never be here. And the manifesto that I read to you would never have ammunition 
Because capitalism is not the problem. Corruption is the problem. And the corruption has foot because we have failed to follow the Constitution. Welcome to the new America. I refuse to accept that as the new America. Where domestic This is the transition terrorist to the restoration. Seize cities. But this is always just a transitionary phase where we go from here. Remember, we were supposed to remember in uh, after 9-11, we were supposed to be fighting over there. So that didn't happen in our cities. Right. Exactly. Well, it's here. Yeah, it's here. It's just and we sold our liberties. We lo- we sold our personal securities. We sold our personal property rights because of 9-11 and spent trillions of dollars on foreign soil. Wasted trillions of dollars on foreign soil. And countless lives. While this country was being slowly taken over. Which, by the way, JC, is also used as ammunition in that manifesto to drive these young people to war against a system that shouldn't even exist in America. Once again, our founders created the best standard that could have been created, I believe, with the understanding of human nature. And we have failed. We have failed. A republic, if you can keep it. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. You will see us again tomorrow, and I promise I'm going to get to those stories, but this is just too big to let pass by. Bye-bye.